Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barra. Andre, how are you? We all have fantasized about it. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, you know. Uh, the good thing now about my new job is that when we record these on Thursdays, until I get other employment, which I do eventually need, or at least some type of additional employment, Thursdays are my Fridays, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, That's you know, sick, the, Hell yeah. Well, yes, the ups, the downside of working four days a week is that I need to get other employment in order to make money. <laughs> but the upside is that I'm off on Fridays. Um, any any plans for tomorrow? Yes, I have uh, tickets for one forty to see a little film called The Killer. Oh, you do? It's out. Yeah. Uh, I, and in New York and LA, I think. So. Yeah, I, I think it's it's only playing at two theaters in New York. I think, or two or three, but. Uh, one of them happens to be a regal, and you know, you know, your guy has regal unlimited, baby. Shit. Okay. Oh. Oh shit. Okay, it's here too. Yeah, it's in New York and LA. It's at, it's at Alamo Draft House and at Regal LA Live. Yeah. Oh, um. Okay. I actually, I never bothered. Speaking of regal limited, when I was on the app today, I never really bothered to check what my like rewards are. So like, I don't even think about it, and mm-hmm. I've only had it for like seven or eight months and i have you know how like it takes forever to get anything i have enough to get like seven movie tickets which is like the hardest thing to get i have like seven seventy thousand points and rewards um holy shit okay because i I literally door to door i live six minutes from a a regal so it's like walking distance so like regal's like an amc level or what yeah yeah i i would have amc stubs but literally they're not to dox myself but the regal in astoria is when I go, if I go see a seven o'clock showing at my Regal, I leave my apartment at seven o five. Like that's how close it is. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I would do yeah. the same. Anyway, unless unless it's going to be, I did get burned a couple times where I went on like a Friday night, forgetting that like if there's lines and there's commotion, and that's how I miss like the first you know five minutes of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. But it's not here or there. Um, yeah. You weren't watching. Hey, that. I was unemployed at the time, so I saw it again like three weeks later. So I just ended up seeing it. <laughs> um, so I, I really want to watch The Killer, but I still haven't watched uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean, I, I, Killer of the Flower Moon is a masterpiece, and I think that everyone should see it. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah that's what, I have nothing. I have nothing important to add except the fact that uh, it is uh, America is built on nothing but thugs and idiot gangsters. Um, you know, uh, which is the thesis of the film. Um, okay. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about uh, Bollywood Homicide, this episode of Psych, which I feel like I didn't look this up, but Psych has a lot of episodes that are puns on movie titles. I feel like mm-hmm. this has to be the lowest grossing movie that they did a pun on the title of. Is that the Harrison Ford movie? With yes. Because I looked it up. It made only 30... I, made, I looked up this. It made $30 million domestic. Like, it's not a famous okay. movie. <laughs> What made what made more money was it that movie or the one with Brendan Fraser where it has that like trailer line? What is it like, that Extreme Measures or something? Extraordinary Measures. Extraordinary Measures probably Extraordinary made a little measures. more. If I take a guess. Let me check. Okay. I'm checking. I got. I don't know what website. If you're trying to use Box Office Mojo, it's not good anymore. I'm not. I'm not. You got to use the dash numbers dot com. Is the is the one you want to use? Oh, that movie bombed like crazy. Oh wow! Extraordinary Measures did way less. I never mind. But I thought I you know what? I thought I thought like the eight years with the inflation would have made it. But uh, yeah, Extraordinary Measures. Um, 
I'm trying to think. What is the movie? Box office. I'm trying to think of the movie I've seen in theaters that had the lowest box office. Uh, I mean, I'm not thinking about it. The answer is probably something like, like I saw the worst person in the world a couple of years, and like that. But that's a foreign film that really doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. If it was, ooh, I don't know. Ooh, I have no idea. That's a great. I, for, I'll say this: if I, I will, I'll try to look this up for myself. A major studio release because it's not fair if it's like or like I think like I saw Zola at an art house theater like that one thing that's that was a tiny that wasn't a major release you know so yeah um you know what might be what probably the biggest bomb I've ever seen is I uh, I saw the last duel on opening night um and that was the only one um yeah. oh yeah that was a really bad one actually that's true um I saw the Lone Ranger which I didn't think was that bad I actually kind of liked it. I mean, I didn't see the wrong way, but also I will just, I do want to know, I think the, the last duel is a borderline masterpiece and I go back and forth between it being my best picture of that year. So like I, I, that, that was an unfair bomb, but, um, uh, yeah, but anyway, um, no, that's a good, that's a good question. I mean, one of my few claims to fame is that I was one of like three people to see Edge of Tomorrow in theaters. And this is even before I was a big movie buff. It just looked cool. And me and my brother saw it. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise one? Yeah, the one that's not like a, I mean, I would say it's one of the in terms of movies that is now like a cult movie from the t- 2010s. I would say it's really high up there. Like it's kind yeah, of now known as like a. I mean, and right, rightfully so. I left the theater. I'm like, that movie's fucking incredible. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Not here to talk about that. We're gonna talk about this episode, which is an episode. I think this might be like the third time I've ever seen it because uh, it wasn't a big in rotation in reruns. I think I said that last week. But we started with Sean making some type of Valentine card for a special girl, and um. You know, Henry seems very into like this is a, a moment of even though it obviously turns, I would say Henry is being an unambiguously good parent in this scene. Yeah, he is. Um, you know, he's trying to give his son a little bit of advice. You know, get a little bit more razzle dazzle with the card. Mm-hmm. You know, sign it with cursive. Um, yeah, write your, write your name in there. Um, ask if you can call her sometime, which mm-hmm. you know, I guess it's a thing that people did mm-hmm. and do. Um, and, you know, Sean also, sorry, Henry also wants him to address the card. And that's when we find out that the girl he has a crush on is his teacher. I got to ask the million dollar question. Did you have a crush on a teacher? Not like a serious crush, no. Because I figured yeah. like most of the time, like you only have like a crush on a teacher, like when you're like in elementary school. By the time you're in high school, yeah. you kind of just like, not like, really. Yeah, the thing is that there were teachers that kids thought were hot, but I think that's different yes. than like having a crush. Um, yeah, that's way different. Yeah, so th- I, I think that that's fair. But anyway, we then cut to the present where there's a little theater called The Vogue. We're out back. We see Mina and Raj meeting up, having a little tryst. Um, and uh, Mina wants Raj to tell her, we don't know who, about them. Correct. Um, and clearly there's, you know, some sort of relationship going on between the two of them. And, you know, he's doing the... The age-old, yeah, I'll tell her eventually, um, which, yeah, no, that, that never ends up pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they get interrupted because Mina gets called back inside to finish her little routine or I think mm-hmm. they call it a ritual or something. No, so she's doing Raj her takes- ritual. That's what she's doing when she gets hit by the truck. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. She gets hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she gets hit by a She gets, like, thrown the fuck over. See, I've seen this episode so a few times I forgot that she lived. Um, I'm like, so I wrote down, she gets busted by the truck. 
But uh, so then we cut to the police station where Sean is giving Abigail a tour. We get Abigail. This is one of the episodes. I get bet Rachel Cook signed like a four episode deal, and they sprinkle her in when they can. Um, so we're almost at the end of her run then. No, I, I I was just I was just giving a number. I'm also I was thinking for the season, but uh, I mean it's one of those things where like it's a thing I noticed. And I know that you poo poo read brought the show last week, but there's a the plot line in season three of Community where John Goodman guest stars. It kind of doesn't make a lot. There's some bits where you're just like, oh, they only got him for three episodes, but he his presence is supposed to be in all of these episodes. You know, I don't know if you ever noticed that in a show where it's like this guest star should be in this whole thing, but clearly they don't have them for every episode. Uh, not off, not off the top of my head. I'll say this, any people who are listening, anyone who watched the most recent season of Only Murders in the Building will definitely recognize this, because there is no, in the way that previous seasons of that show have worked, there is no reason why Meryl Streep's character would not be in every single episode, except for the fact that she is not a series regular and is only in four episodes. Uh, anyway. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, Sean gives a little tour that this is the I Told You So room, the Oops Corner, this is where you get gum, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's yeah. He gives her a little tour, um, and they get interrupted by first Juliet, um, who she, is uh, you know, woof. She's yeah, she's flustered. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, but then she's like, then calls she's, like, she's way too. Yeah, she's she's just like way too complimentary, like to a creepy degree, and then Carlton Lasseter shows up as well, and um, you know he's 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 already got a smile on his face. He think he's he, he thinks that he has a case that's a real slam dunk and he's gonna solve it in record time. And Sean basically lets Abigail know that um, it's never quite as easy as he makes it seem it is. Yeah. So last he goes in the interrogation room and Raj is there and um, he says that it wasn't an accident, you know? Uh, and then as you know, they're going through it, he says that he's responsible. I hurt them all, I'm a danger to all around me. And then when uh, Lassie asks him to write down his confession, he only writes down a couple words. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he goes out to get Sean. Um, and uh, he he asks for Sean's help. And I'll say this, you know Sean's too pompous, because if Sean was actually paying attention, he would know that Lassie is acting out of character. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, he's just, Sean, he's, he's blinded by his desire to uh, make a fool of Lassie. Impress. And impress yeah. Abigail, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so Sean goes in there, he gives him a hug, he starts calling him Roger, which is like, don't love that that's a recurring bit in the episode, because it's not, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously I don't want to speak for other people, but I feel like ethnic names getting butchered or turned into white names is like a bad thing generally. <laughs> um, yeah, especially if it's to avoid, you know, kind of stigmas and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's also like Rajesh is not a hard name to say, um, you know. Uh, anyway, or Raj, um, yeah, Raj, yeah. Um, and so Sean's, you know, mentions that he's a great and powerful psychic. He still fit the cases, many without pants. Um, and I do the the bit I do like is when Raj is going on a spiel about hurting people. The bit where they keep cutting back to Sean and the f- chair is farther away from the table is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Sean's getting a little bit of a. Uh, yeah, he's, he's starting to feel like a little bit of pressure, I guess, or like a little scared about this possible yeah. curse thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this is before he says the curse. He's afraid that Raj is going to hurt him because he's this is before he even says that he's cursed. Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he's afraid of. And then once Raj basically tells him that he feels like he's cursed, 
he kind of comes back down and now it seems to have transferred to his kind of wheelhouse. Yes. I also do love that last he starts gloating. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Sean says that he can solve the case because the detective can't. And then they hug again and we get the theme song where it is, uh, there's, it's Indian themed and the people's names are in Sanskrit. Um, mm-hmm. I believe I'm fairly certain it's Sanskrit. Yeah, it is. Um, and, uh, the thing is, I was hesitant going back into this episode because I'm like, uh, it's always dicey whenever you have an episode that's a culture. It is directed by an Indian American and co-written by an Indian American, so I don't want to like anything that I find a little off. I have to be like, okay, but on some level, it was co-signed. But so yeah, you yeah. know, if also if if okay. this was written just by Steve Franks and directed by John Smith, I would have a lot more thoughts about this episode. But I'm I'm just gonna trust that it's okay, you know. What if it was directed by Martin Scorsese? Uh, in that case, uh, I would think, I mean, if it was directed by Martin Scorsese, it'd be a lot better. But, um, <laughs> and, and Sean would be played by Robert De Niro, but the character would still be 32. Um, oh, yeah. That is the great thing about Killers of Flower Moon, too, is that the, uh, the character that Leo plays is supposed to be like 25, and the character that De Niro plays is supposed to be like 45. And you know what? I learned that, and I could not give less of a shit. They're great actors. Who cares? Anyway, um, so Gus shows up, and how did Sean get Gus to show up at the psych office? Uh, yeah, he calls him and basically told him that he found like a, like a bunch of like baby. What do you call like baby rabbits? Bunnies, Just, like, bunnies, bunnies, bunnies. Oh yeah, I'm bun. Yeah, a bunch of bunnies, and that Gus should have known that he mm-hmm. bullshitted him yeah. once he told him that they were literally sleeping in his palm of his hand. Yeah. And so Sean points out basically that he was humiliated by Lassiter. And so that's why he needs his help. Um, and um, Raj is there and he says he has a curse. And Gus mm-hmm. says, I don't do curses. That moment will suck my eyes out. Um, you know, which right. uh, I just do that because you know how I feel about when Dulé Hill uses that intonation. It just always makes me laugh. Yeah, no, it's always good. Um, and so Sean yeah, tells him that, yeah, this is either a love curse or some sort of hex that affects. Mm-hmm all the women that he essentially uh, hooks up with or like is mm-hmm. interested in and dates or whatever. Yeah. So the last four women in particular we're talking about, they've been involved mm-hmm. in accidents like very shortly after things start to move to the next level. Let's say. Yeah. So they go to the theater and he tells them they tried to be alone. The hard so, Sorry, 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 sorry. There's one more thing. Um, yeah. Basically after these things tend to happen, he tends to have a pattern right. of breaking up with them. After he the breaks fact, up with them. So. Yes. Yeah. And so he says he tries to be alone, but the heart can't, you know, stop. And, you know, Sean's like, you know, you could teach us a thing or two about cricket, which made me think about the fact that I have read the rules of cricket on Wikipedia five or six times. And you know me, I retain information like a camel does water. I have never been able to, like, in one ear or out the other. Like, I have, I, I can't. I can't remember the rules of cricket. What, <laughs> what, what's the ball called? Um... The the wicket is if how many is the run the equivalent of runs. I don't know what the ball's called. I think it's just called a cricket ball. Okay, yeah. well then why did you ask it like I assume that it was a different answer. <laughs> oh, I thought it was gonna be. I just looked it up right now. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, you I I know you'll know what I'm talking about, even though you probably deny it. There is a di- there's a different intonation if you're asking a question you know the answer to. <laughs> and you gave me that you're like, What's the ball called? <laughs> yeah. I I mean I just I assumed that it wasn't just gonna be called that, but yeah, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, um, and so uh, they go to the scene of the accident, and um, you know, we cut to Lassie and Jules who are there, and because they're actually like investigating it, 
And, you know, we learned thankfully that Mina was able to escape because the truck didn't fully pin her. But uh, the truck driver, the person who was, the, the truck was empty, but the guy who said that he was driving the truck swore he put it in park. And um, so, but the key also has some violations. So maybe this is a case. Who knows? Yeah, not sure. Maybe it was an accident. We'll, we'll find mm-hmm. out. So we get introduced to <clears throat> uh, Roger's brother, who is the choreographer for this uh, production. Yeah. His name is Jay, um, which is the real actor's name. Yeah, Jay uh, Tran- I think it's Chantrescar, I think. I'm not 100% sure. But. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's trying to get this whole Bollywood style show going, and um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mina is about to show up. She's coming in for rehearsals. Um, so you know, Raj goes yeah, to tend yeah. to that. While and what uh, is and there's a don't be there's a good don't be here. This is one that I think of. Don't be Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Marzipan. Um, yeah, and uh, so Raj is trying to direct. He asks the dancers how many have seen all that jazz, um, and I, of course, from my room, say I have, but they haven't. Um, you ever see all that jazz? I have not. No, I've never. Seen it's it. a movie that's almost impossible to find on streaming, but it is uh, a movie that after I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is this is one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> it's, really? It's, the way you know, I just the, my pithy letterbox review of it is, and I think you'll enjoy this. It's like Citizen Kane if Citizen Kane were written and directed by William Randolph Hearst. It's basically Bob Fosse making the meanest movie about himself. <laughs> it is like whole. It is as vitriolic towards the Bob Fosse character who wrote and directed it as Citizen Kane is to win my first. <laughs> like it is so. You if you saw it and you didn't know it was directed by Bob Fosse, you'd be like, "Oh, whoever made this movie wants Bob Fosse dead in a ditch." <laughs> it's great. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen it, um, so um, I didn't even i I hadn't realized that this is a Bob Fosse movie. Yeah, and it's Roy Scheider's great, you know, you got, uh, I mean, he's really the main person in it. Anyway, so uh, we meet Lakshmi, who's the uh, who's the understudy. Not important, we just got a good Gus hello. Um, and yes, but then Jay, Jay talks about that he doesn't believe in the curse. Correct, yeah, he doesn't believe in the curse. He thinks that Raj is just using this as a crutch um, to make mm-hmm. all of his misfortunes just feel a little bit better, or like it makes sense. Um, and yeah, he tells him that he lives in a world of magic and goblins, which is funny because I'm not sure if goblins are a thing in India, but maybe it is. I don't know. Um, and but so as he's saying anything, this, yeah, well, the visual gag is as he's saying this, he's wearing wings and has been lifted up. I mean, that's why it's funny. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, so Jay, more than anything, Jay just wants them to talk some sense into him, yeah. uh, before he has like a kind of a head case for a best man. Yeah. I do love the joke of, hey, I mean, I love him like a brother. He is your brother. <laughs> now, yeah, I did yeah, actually yeah. see in the IMDb trivia, uh, f- oh, shit, I forgot the name of the guy who plays Raj. Um, but anyway, that him and Jay Chanskar play brothers in this episode, but they're actually cousins in real life, which, fun stuff. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's what IMDb trivia said. I don't know if that's... Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Bless you. Got a note to cut that out, too. Um... And so, uh, they, so they decide they gotta they gotta lift the curse. And what is Sean's method of lifting the curse? Uh, he got some dry ice, uh, a bowl of water, and one of those like electric things that like they touch, like the yeah, electric like current thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what it's called, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so, uh-huh. no, I was gonna say the Gus worried about being electrocuted a bit, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, fair. You're dealing with an electric, electronic device and some water. 
And dry ice is not the most uh, safe thing to handle either. So no, just be aware of these things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they, Sean basically gets uh, Raj to repeat a mantra or just say this one thing out loud. Uh, and that, that's going to be what gets him out of his head about it, which is, I am not cursed. It is all in my head. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's trying to, I don't yeah. know if this is gaslighting. Yes, it is. It is definitely. Um, okay. uh, you know, if I was a better comedian, I would have said, no, it's not. And that's not even a real thing, but I, I always forget to do that. Uh, um, I, uh, so anyway, um, of course they're doing this all Henry's house. School of comedy. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, uh, they send this. You got me all fucked up with that joke. It's, it's good. But it's so inside baseball. It's so, inside baseball. Um, yeah, yeah. so they're actually doing this all at Henry's house, and Henry comes home basically, and, you know, they have a short conversation. And it's not really important. Um, but then we yeah. cut to the theater, and Raj is giving Mina some flowers, and um, they start getting hot and heavy. But of course, Sean and Gus are just standing in the doorway like a couple creeps. Yeah. Uh, that's them in the corner. Uh, yeah, he's, but mm-hmm. like, she seems to notice something about him. His energy is a little different. I think at this point, Raj actually believes that the curse is gone. You know, mm-hmm. he, he actually took that seriously, which, you know, good for him, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, Sean and Gus aren't just there to watch them smooch. They're there to, uh, hopefully watch the first performance or this performance of, uh, yeah. the show. And there's a good moment where them. he calls, he calls him Greg too, but he says that's Sean and, uh, uh Greg. Which I remember was used like one of you know like I've mentioned that something like using the commercials where it'd be like America like USA's best crime fighting duo. It's Sean and uh, Greg. Yeah. Um, nice. Anyway, uh, so they get some they get some standing room only tickets. There's a little Bollywood dance, which I, I don't know a lot about Bollywood dance, but I would say that this is pretty clear that this was rehearsed on a TV schedule. Um, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not the most compelling. Not the most yeah. compelling uh, dance routine I've ever seen. Um, and so, yeah, <clears throat> Sean kind of notices right away there seems to be, like, a little bit of an indent on, like, one of the, like, a part of the stage. It looks like it's going to give. And yeah. so he's he's going to basically make a scene and try to go up and, like, you know, save yeah. her life or warn her or something. But they all think he's, like, you know, being, like, a maniac. Well, yeah, because so also, importantly before that, Lassie and Jules are there and they tell Sean that the break line was cut. So that's so they know that oh, the correct. previous attempt was a mur- attempted murder. Correct. Yes. So yeah, Sean goes limp body for a second because Gus is trying to hold him back, but he manages yeah. to uh, get out of there and he goes on stage. And sure enough, um, the the little I guess trap door kind of thing like uh, mm-hmm. falls through, and Sean's there and he's able to like su- save her from having a big fall, essentially. Yeah. So. It, uh... yeah. You know, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for straight up saving this woman's life. Like he fully just right. she's dead if he's not there. Um, but anyway, I mean, how? I mean, how tall was the was the drop? Is what my question is. I mean, maybe not. Unclear. It might not have been death, but it was pretty serious bodily injury. You know. Yes, um, that's for sure. Yeah, and so um, she, they're they're asking questions. She's getting taken to the hospital, um, but Raj won't go. He refuses to go with her. Yeah, he's not gonna go. He's uh, he. This relationship has run its natural course, so mm-hmm. he's gonna break up with her. And yeah, just like every other girl. And you know, obviously Mina's very upset about it. But yeah, Raj. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I haven't seen Mina this upset since uh, Pete Carroll called the pass on the goal line. Um. Anyway. Uh. The. Oh, it's uh, just a Mina, uh, it's a Mina Kimes joke. It's the only Mina I know. Um. I mean, I don't know her, but you know what I mean. 
Um, yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, uh, despite the multiple emails we've sent, I haven't ever had on a podcast. Um, and so, uh, they saw, like, Jules is on a ladder in, like, the trap door. And Sean joins it up there, and uh, the ladder's built for one. Some things I do love the joke of. Uh, so a lot of things are built for one that can't sit two people. Tanning beds, an iron lung. I just love the idea that he just names two things that literally can't be. You know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But Jules points out that this is all about the fact that Lassie got his goat. Yeah, and you know Sean wants his goat back because he's worried about what Lassiter might have possibly done with this goat. Um, and then they start talking about like, you know, love, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like about soulmates and mm-hmm. like when they're having this conversation, Sean, like, is kind of like looking past Julia, but she like mistakes yeah. him to like, as possibly trying to mm-hmm. kiss her. But it's just yeah. that he notices that there were like plastic nails or something that were holding up the stage. Screw. Quite plastic literally, there was a screw loose. Yeah. Now you know what's always you know what's really fun. I don't know if you have I don't know a great aunt who had a uh, benign brain tumor once and has a plate in her head, and yet you jokingly will tell her that she's a screw loose if she ever says something stupid. <laughs> but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't say I do. Uh, and she, you know, gets fake mad about it. But uh, shouts to Aunt Barbara. Uh, she actually was a psych fan. No way she could figure out how to download a podcast. But um, I mean, she's still with us. She still is a psych fan. Um, but well, shouts to her. Yeah, she's a screw loose. Um, and so that Sean is the time that this isn't a curse. It was a real flesh and blood human being or a genetically enhanced monkey. Which just once I would love for that to be a, the murderer in a, a, a procedural. Yeah, I would too. I just think it's probably a lot of uh, it's a lot. It's probably super expensive to get like a yeah. ape properly trained mm-hmm. ape. Yeah. And what Sean points out, which, is, which pays off later, is that there are like 15 backup dancers. How on earth did whoever did this know that she would be the only one to step on that tile, right? Um, Correct. And so we then cut to Sean, Gus, and Abigail are outside a house. They knock on the door. Raj answers. And he keeps shutting the door. Um, but eventually they let him in. And uh, there is a family dinner uh, going on. Yeah, the family dinner to celebrate... Jay and his wife Sita's uh, uh, like upcoming uh, upcoming I did yes. also read that the actress who plays the uh, da, da, uh, Dala Dale, I think I, I apologize, I'm butchering whatever the term is, but she apparently, in addition to being an actress, wrote a bunch of cookbooks for Indian food in the '80s, which were instrumental in Indian food becoming popular in the United States. So it's very apt that she plays this role. Wow, good for her. That's great. See, this is uh, this is why I. The fact, and I mean this sincerely, the fact that uh, every other streaming service doesn't have the x-ray function is like, why? Why not? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Bezos. It's not not just for like the trivia or whatever, but like, it seems so easy to just be like, if you're watching anything, just to be able to pause it and see who the actors are. I, I just, I never understood why that's not on everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, it's helped me so many times in this show, like even to get yeah. character names, so. Yeah, exactly. So they, I love that we didn't come to eat smash cut. Uh, what is called the Gilligan cut, where you say someone says they're not going to do something and you cut to them doing it. Um, it's one of the best comedy devices. Called? It's called the Gilligan cut because it would be used on Gilligan's Island. Would be like, there is no way you're going to get me on a raft. Smash cut to Gilligan me on a raft. Um, mm. So they're eating. They wanted the food spicy, and Gus says he's one quarter Jamaican, and then Sean says he's one quarter Jamaican, and uh, yeah. The food's too spicy for them. 
Yeah, honestly, like I was watching this and that was just making me crave Indian food so badly. Oh, Can I be man. honest with you? I've actually never had authentic Indian food, unfortunately. I need to, but what I... What do you mean authentic? Like, I've had, like, Indian-style stuff in, like, you know... I really just never had it. I never recall, I've, if you had Coach Portagon, if I said, like, Jake, have you had Indian food? I would have to say no. Um, because I'm, I'm not a very adventurous eater. And then in the past few yeah. years... Basically, the problem for me now is basically trying to find... It's just hard for me to eat any sort of authentic food because any place that is not, like, super well-informed about food allergies... Like, the Venn diagram of very authentic restaurants and places that I can be sure I'm eat, safe to eat is not a lot of overlap, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, especially with, like, a lot of the stews in Indian food, a lot of them use flour to tighten it up is a big problem. Anyway, um, yeah, and so... We meet, we meet Jay and Sita, uh, and um, yeah, the what they're talking about the wedding. Yeah, talking about the wedding. Um, well, they meet Jay, Sita, and the grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they they basically. It seems like nothing's going quite right for like all of their different wedding dates that they've picked. It's been pushed off a lot. Um, the latest bad thing is that um, you know they they don't have any mango leaves. Uh, for mm-hmm. the wedding, I'm not sure if that's for the food or for decoration. Unclear. Not sure. Um, yeah. So that's when we learned that they've been pushing the wedding dates for a while, and they can't do mm-hmm. it again because Kajagugu's yeah. booked. Exactly. Uh, I don't know who that is or what that is. Oh, um, you don't know who apologies. they are? They have that song. No. Hush, hush. I don't know. Something like that. Okay, that sounds very familiar. Um. Anyway, uh, we learned that Abigail's fine with the food because she taught children in English to children in Mumbai. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's really into it. But Sean and Gus are really having trouble. Sean says he can't see anything out of his right eye. And Gus says, I see dead people. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Wow, I can't and believe then we ca- I got a pop culture reference that you don't fucking know anything about. That's great. I, I Good for you, man. I'm really happy for you. Um, yeah, thanks. It was funny. I actually got, I was texting with my family earlier. My brother uh, is at uh, a horror movie trivia night, and uh, I said to him, I said, "Hey, Michael, just letting you know, if you ever want to win, because he goes to trivia with his friend occasionally, I'm like if you ever want to win, you just got to pay for my plane ticket." And he says, "Okay, so you're so like you get one that we missed. What was the first horror movie to get nominated for best picture?" And I'm like, "I think it's The Exorcist." And of course, I was right. So you know, just a little. Oh, nice. They're just me bragging. Um, what was the first anyway. one to win it? Uh, depends if you consider Silence of the Lambs a horror movie. Um, it, that would be it, yes. I mean, that's the only answer. That's the only, there hasn't, none's one since. Um, right. So. Um, and I do consider Silence of the Lambs a horror movie because I think that the extremity of the violence is beyond the pale. It's generally the way I like to, because like a horror movie is considered like a thriller with supernatural elements or if like the violence is beyond the pale. Like Saw, for example, is not supernatural, but it's horror because the violence is so grotesque. It's, you know, anyway. Um, so Jules is chewing tape. Like, that's what she's just chewing some tape, you know, um, watching, uh, the performances. And what does she notice about the, um, the, 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 the tape? Uh, yeah. So she's looking at two different, uh, tapes, one of a performance a week ago and one from the night of the uh, incident. And essentially Mina was dancing in a different spot. Mm -hmm. This this next this the most recent time so again someone has it out for her somebody that's in the building someone that knows all this stuff yes so we cut back to the dinner and uh the grandma wants raj to marry uh abigail because she likes the food 
Um, and she yeah. he, clearly the grandmother did not approve of his previous girlfriends. Um, she thinks that they stole from her. But then they are done knock on the door, and it's Lassie. Um, and uh, they end up arresting Jay because apparently he rented the truck. He was the one who changed the choreography. And so it, they think it was him. Yeah. And, you know, Roger's upset. Basically, his whole life has been ruined by Sean. His family has been torn apart. You know, everything under the sun. And, uh, yeah, he's under arrest. And Abby kind of makes things, digs the digs her knife in a little deeper. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and so um, that. Back at the station. Yeah. Yeah, back at the station. Back at the station. Yeah. yeah. Um, Raj is, uh, you know, comforting Sita, um, and a little uh, too yeah. well, I'd say. Yes, and uh, you know, she 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 winces when he says that she's like a sister to him. Notice, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, knowing the how the episode ends, I uh, noticed that. Um, yeah, and uh, the case is pretty strong though because there's all these different um, these different elements um that went into like it's especially with the thing with the truck it's like kind of an open showcase for them yeah correct um and so basically raj wants sean to stay out of it going forward Mm -hmm. to basically fuck off um but sean yeah like you said he cleared up the alibi and found two witnesses that can vouch for where jay was so Mm -hmm. jay gets released and they have another plan going off of yes. the assumption that whoever's targeting him only gets to do so, or they only do so when he gets serious with, yeah. uh, with so the They with talk lady. to the previous three girlfriends. There's a break-in at a condo, a car accident, apartment on fire. And it was basically right after, you know, they talked about moving in, met the family, and, you know, he said all these different things. And so mm-hmm. after um, Jay gets released, they talk to Raj, and they talk, they relate his information that the girlfriends are kind of hot, and they got in trouble when uh, they, they, something bad happened to them when they got serious. Um, and so they need, need a plan to try to draw out the attacker. And they're going to use Mina as bait. But unfortunately, Mina is... Uh, took, he put her on a plane and sent her away. Yeah. How, uh, how nice. Yeah, so she's gone. So obviously, you know, Raj is upset that she was going to be used as bait. Um <laughs> You know, obviously that that's not a great situation, but uh, you know they they got to pivot to the next plan, and luckily. Well, and the thing is, Jules is really impressed by this, you know, and he says that he doesn't know any other way to love. And John says, "Really? Have you seen Nine and a Half Weeks?" <laughs> Which is a, yeah. good, a good joke. That is a jo- that is a classic yeah. joke that I didn't even have any frame of reference for uh, when I first saw this episode, and now it's one of the funniest jokes in the episode. <laughs> um. And so, yes, the plan basically is uh, that they're going to use Jules instead. Um, and so we then cut to what we later learn is three weeks in the future. It doesn't seem like it immediately. But Jules and Raj are on a date. They're getting a little handsy with each other. like, And Sean is clearly jealous. Yeah, he's, he's down bad. He's down atrociously, mm. as you might say. Um, and... Yeah, call you him know, Marge because his homies. Because I call him Marge because my homie Simpson. Anyway, that's not mine. That's not my joke. No, that's not even a good one. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, so yeah, th- he's talking to Gus about it, and unfortunately for the for Sean, uh, Gus keeps his hand on the talk 
part of the walkie-talkie. So Lassiter confirms that, yeah, clearly Sean is jealous of Raj right now. So later that night when Raj and Jules are get, get home, uh, Sean is waiting for them. Well, 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 you know, you're, you've been yeah. on four dates. It's been a total failure. Um, and he, of course, is counting them just talking at the police department as a date. So he's clearly thinking about it a lot. And they're like, but are you watching us? And he says, I, I'm, a, I, I'm doing surveillance. I surveillate things. I'm a purveyoral of surveillance. Yeah. I, just, I, I had to say uh, it because I wrote it down. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't get all those words down, so I'm glad you did. Um, I, pa- so that's I watch on my computer. I watch things. I watch on my laptop, so I pause. I'm not, I'm not like that good at this. Got it. So they, that's when Julia comes up, comes up with the idea, basically, that they need something to remove the doubt of their relationship. Like, mm-hmm. up until now, it, doesn't, it seems like they're just dating, you know, it's not too serious. So what better way to prove that something is real than to just get married? Why not? Mm. Exactly. So there's the Holy Festival that is, happens to be that weekend. So they go to it. There's, you know, one of those colors. glad I finally know what that is. Yeah. Um, where they, they throw the different colored powders on people Aussie seems like a fun time um and so yeah. uh jewel we learned jules is talking to sean and she really hates the fact that the grandmother doesn't like her she's i do love the she hates me nobody hates me i get christmas cards from people i arrest <laughs> um yeah i like i like when jules is like manic i think that that's a funny energy they don't tap into enough correct i agree so yeah um Obviously, she's upset about the fact that the grandma doesn't like her. So, um, you know, Raj puts the plan into motion. He goes up to, like, this, you know, little area where, I guess, people talk, make announcements, whatever. And, you know, talks about how unlucky he's been with in love. And it's been a really hard few weeks. But through all this trouble, one wonderful person was at his side. And that's Juliet. And maybe it's crazy. Maybe it's impulsive. But he announces that they are to be wet. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's clapping and people seem to buy it. Gus asked the important question of, is it too early to get a snack? They've only been there for five minutes. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Gus, you know, Gus is very much like a dog in that he's food motivated. <laughs> um, he's got that dog in him. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so Lassie comes up and it's like, I'm sorry, I was wrong about the brother. Let's call a truce. Um, and, uh, they um was gonna say what's uh, oh right that the the owner of the theater who witnessed we said in the beginning mentions to Lassie that he overheard Mina and Ray Raj sorry talking and remembered the detail of we can't be together until you tell her so Lassie assumes that means Raj was having an affair. Yes, um, so he's all gung ho about it, and he you know takes off and calls the truce over. I think you probably just said that. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. No, um, yeah, okay. And then Sean makes the fatal mistake of calling him an Indian giver, uh, yeah. which is not acceptable for either kind of them. <laughs> no. Especially because, like, I, the, the origin of it is that it, the idea that in terms of our interactions with Native Americans, the people who, like, reneged on the deals with them? What? <laughs> like, that's, like, a crazy yeah. phrase. <laughs> yeah, it's like, not good. It, it's, it should be an American giver. Like, we were the ones who said that we were giving him something. Anyway. Correct. Um, and so... Yankee giver. Yeah. Lassie is looking for Raj. Um, and we see that Raj was knocked out by someone and Jules is gone. And Sean sees Jules uh, somewhere, like, 
in the up at the corner of her at the corner of his eye, and goes over, and of course Sita is holding her at knife point, and uh, Sean mm-hmm. explains her whole predicament. Yeah, basically, it seemed very clear to us once we saw um, that you know Sita was very much into Raj, which you know mm-hmm. if you had to pick between Raj and uh, Jay, I mean it's an yeah. easy choice. Um, so essentially, that's why she was trying to put their wedding off, and she would sabotage like all of Raj's relationships until the perf- perfect moment would arrive when I guess they would she would declare his love, her love for him or something, and maybe that would be how this all ended up. But it didn't, and yeah, I mean that's kind of it, really, right? Yeah, and Sean like uses some hand signals to signal Jules when he she should elbow her in the stomach. She pulls out the biscuit. And she says, you know, next time you take someone hostage, check them for weapons, which, rookie mistake. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't think she's like a, you know, a real criminal, really. No, exactly. I, I, think it's, I think it's fairly realistic yeah. that she wouldn't. She's also not Correct. thinking. She's, like, not exactly a calculating, you know, person. But Correct. Uh, Sean gets slapped sorry, by sorry, her. Sorry, 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 sorry. One last thing that we forgot to mention. We were confirmed that... Obviously, Sita was involved in the production. She was always around, so she's the one right, that had yeah. access to do all these things. Yeah, of course. So, so yeah, um, and so Sean got slapped, but he didn't get slapped. I do love the thing I appreciate about Abigail is that she's very much like d- down to yes and Sean. You know that mm-hmm, she'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, uh, you know, I, I didn't get slapped. And so um, we then cut to the end bit where they're back to the police station. Sean's giving uh, Abigail the final bits of the tour. Um, and he talks about he solves a case every week, usually one around Christmas, little TV schedule joke. Um, mm-hmm. and Abigail says, you know, it says a lot about how you feel that you risked your life for a random coworker. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sean tells her, no, she's not random. And this gets a little, uh, a, a little look in Abigail's face and, you know, he yeah, explains but then the he way saves that he, it by he, saying that he, yeah, go. Yeah. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it again, um, mostly because they didn't say thank you to him, um, and that he wouldn't do it for somebody else. No, he said no. He said he would. He would do. He says the exact opposite. He says I do it for Kylie, you know, coworker Corey Haim once, but he never got. I never got a thank you. Oh right, he, right, right, right. Um, and so you know, he asks, "Am I fingerprinting you or what?" But they're not going to do that. And, and also, there's liquor stores being robbed, whatever. But instead, they're going to do a fake mug shots, which is going to be fun. And the episode ends. What do you give it out of ten? I gave it a seven and a half. So did I. It's funny bits. Uh, you know, I wish that I wish that the curse bit was more explored, or that the Juliet bit was introduced earlier. One of the two. It doesn't. I feel like that's like I think the Juliet bit is an interesting idea, um, mm-hmm. which I actually will say is actually revisited in a later episode to better effect. Um, not this specific thing, but the idea of like Juliet being undercover in this way. Uh, but yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, but anyway, Andre, when people follow you on the internet. You can follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J. Christie. Please brave to subscribe, share this with the biggest psych fan in your life, and more importantly, tune in next time as we talk about, and I don't even need to look this episode up. The moment I saw the preview photo of it, I know the name of it, High Top Fade Out.